This is Monroe Stone. I'm from Stowe, Ohio. And you're listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show where we talk about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bob City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host. Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's Live Fire Fun and Frivolity Show. If you would like to get in contact with the show this evening, or if you would like to follow the show during off-show hours, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter, which you can sign up for over on the main website as well. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, he is a very successful pit master. He had the American Royal Open GC in his grasp and then through a scoring error had to settle with reserve grand champ. And after a final evaluation, well, it has to be disappointing. And we'll talk about it here in just a few short minutes. RGC for the biggest competition that KCBS puts on during the course of a calendar year. Not too shabby as well. David Ellis, first timer to the show from Machete Boys, will join us. After David Ellis, we will have a first hour of all Davids all the time. 35 past the hour, we will be joined by a longtime guest, longtime friend of the show. He is also a competitive barbecue pit master. He heads up the American Dream Barbecue Team. Back in 2018, we were having a similar-ish conversation that we're going to have here in 2023 as we get ready to close it out here in just a few short days. Our pal David Qualls joins the show. He's running for the Kansas City Barbecue Society's Board of Directors. There's some open seats there. And he has decided to throw his name in once again. You might recall, and as I alluded to just a few short seconds ago, they've already sat on the KCBS board of directors. So he's going back for a second round. We'll see why in the hell he would want to do that in the first place and what he plans on getting accomplished if he gets your vote. 
Remember, you have to be a KCBS member in good standing in order to vote. And that opened yesterday. Maybe it was today. And I think it goes through January 9th. So we'll see how the voting tallies through the course of the next week and change. And that'll close the first hour. And then we'll move to the second hour, closing out 2023 in the most grand ways possible. What could be better? The embedded correspondents join us. While I don't usually say this, we'll be going with a fairly abbreviated list of 100% assurity questions because then we have a whole bunch of other topics to get into as we close out the year of 2023. Best trends, worst trends, 2024 predictions, best interviews, hot takes, the whole deal. So get ready for a jam-packed and on-fire second hour as you always find when it's the fourth Tuesday of the month with the embedded correspondence and then we will draw a close to the barbecue central show in 2023 but fear not because we are back with brand new shows next Tuesday in 2024 no days off do your seasons take some time for the holidays Recover from your pancreatic surgeries or whatever else it is that you do. Barbecue podcast host. I will continue to press on no breaks. Thank you. There's new content to talk about. I'm here for it. I'm not going to sit there and chop it up into seasons or show you that I almost care all the way. No, I care all the way. And that's why I will be in on Tuesday next week and for the foreseeable future. Don't forget, you can follow me Instagram, X, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of the video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook or X, which is either slash BBQ Central Show or at BBQ Central Show, depending on Facebook or Twitch, respectively. You can also watch and comment on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash at BBQ Central Show. And we do have a YouTube poll question of the week, and we'll be asking everybody this. Oh, my. Hard-hitting question. Who's quitting the show starting in 2024? These are your options. Sam, the cooking guy. Robert F. Moss, doctor. Derek Riches, the bristly barbecue journalist. Or Jess Priles. And currently, 50% of you are weighing in with Derek Riches. Followed closely by a Jess Priles and a meager 10% of you are saying Robert Moss and 0% of you are saying Sam the Cooking Guy. Nobody believes for one second that Sam the Cooking Guy quitting the show in 2024. 50% of you saying Derek Riches quitting the show in 2024. If I can remember, I promise with all my beings that I will try and give you the not only poll update as the show ends, but exactly who is leaving as we get ready to cross over into 2024. So let's start here tonight and let's tie a bow on this Christmas, if we might. And I'm looking for your take on this. My wife bought my parents one of those skylight digital frames that you can put pictures onto. You can also share access to the frame with anyone you like. Well, perusing the photos that my parents have on their frame, 
I come across one of me and my twin brother, very young, very young, totally naked, dongs out. <laughs> so the question is, is a full donger picture acceptable in this instance? Look, I get it. Back when I was growing up, so born mid-70s, through the 80s, I mean, not through the 80s, but you know, early in the life, mid-70s, 74, if we're going to be exact, it was a different time. Lots of little kids in the nude pictures going around. But should there be one of me and my twin brother in the double donger pose? And that's the ask from everybody here this evening. So wait, uh, not only should you be weighing in on the YouTube poll question of the week. All right. You need to be weighing in on this other stuff as well, which is, is the double donger okay or not? All right, go ahead. Well, look here. Haven't made it in in a while. It's my parents on the phone. We're sitting here listening to your banter about, what are you calling it? Donger? Yes. I, donger and the pictures on the front. What did he call it? He called it a donger. What's a donger? That's, he's a big shot trying to be funny for his fans. So he's talking about his penis, but he's calling it a donger to try and get reaction from his audience base. Minimal amount, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, you tell him donger's not funny. Who says donger? He thinks it's funny. It's funny. Look, honey, I want to tell you that for next Christmas, we're going to take it off. But we're not going to take it off the fr- it's off frame. I would ask that you consider it at least. Give me some give me some pride here. It's a gift. We're gonna use it however we wanna use it. We're gonna put the pictures we want on it, and that's that. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna put the pictures we want on it. Like the man with the beef eater. Now that's a picture. That's right. Don't you have a show to get to? Full donger pics on our frame. Like it or not, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Haven't seen them in a while. They made it back. Who knew? I thought they moved much like a lot of people who write in with their fan takes. Podcast listener only. I thought they moved to podcast listen only, but I guess not. David Ellis is ready to go. Before we get to him, we will talk about Pits and Spits. Are you tired of settling for mediocre grilling experiences? It's time to step up your game. Bring the ultimate flavor and cooker to the backyard barbecues. Pits and Spits charcoal grills offer the highest quality live fire cooking experiences you can get in the market today. Using either wood or charcoal, their solid fuel grills produce those classic flavors you're looking for when you have the time to fire up the grill and cook for family and friends. With a large adjustable fuel tray, you can raise and lower the fire to control and fine-tune the heat. 
This is their take on the very popular Santa Maria-style grill that you might be seeing across the interwebs, backyards across the nation. Check them out online, pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. That's pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. And when you're spelling out pits and spits, it's the double T on the pits and the spits. Use promo code charcoal central, charcoal central, all one word, for $150 off any charcoal grill. Maybe your wife gave you, or husband, live fire, lover, whatever, permission to go after the pits and spits charcoal grills now. You can save an extra $150 off if you use charcoal central. Day after Christmas, here we go. You can buy. Again, Charcoal Central to save 150 bucks off any charcoal grill. Go to pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central. Jeff and Drizzy, double donger is never okay. Good to know, Jeff. I'll let my parents know. And we'll be back with David Ellis. If he's still here, maybe he's ran away because of donger nonsense. We'll see. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase You can also visit Amazon.com, Lowe's.com, or Walmart.com. As I tell you each and every week, peruse at Cooking Pellets, but buy everywhere else. Amazon, Lowe's, or Walmart. Much better shipping rates there. Many of you never seen my parents before and are just aghast. (laughs) How much we all look alike. Dad's a tough guy with the tattoos. Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. In love with the watch that my dad has. I mean, the list goes on. While it made a bid for 2023 story of the year, it does appear that the American Royal Open scoring debacle will fall short of the mark. However, doesn't make it any less important. Perhaps as we get ready to turn to calendar year 2024, the story is more important than ever. My first guest tonight was one of the many teams affected by the scoring issue. He went from winning it to finishing RGC. He is a first-timer here to this show and the pitmaster of Machete Boys Barbecue Team. We welcome in David Ellis for the first time. David, before we get going tonight, we have a YouTube poll question of the week. I'm not going to pretend like you are just a years-long listener, so it might be out of the purview for you, but I'm going to ask anyway, as we do with all guests. Who's quitting the show in 2024, Sam the Cooking Guy, Robert Moss, Derek Riches, or Jess Priles? Who's your best guess? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say let's go with uh, Jess Priles. Jess Priles, all right. I am not revealing right off the bat here. We're saving it till the end of the second hour. 
But currently, Derek Riches is in the lead with 50%, and Jess Priles is in second place with 42%. So interesting to see how those numbers track here through the course of the evening. Any particular reason you're going with Jess Priles or just the name that you like? She's just busy. Quick so back. Maybe she's got too many, too many, uh, too many commitments, man. Too many irons in the fire, as we say in the old horse barn. What's the background yeah, of Machete Boys Barbecue and, and David? Actually, what's the background on you first, and then we'll get into competition barbecue. Uh, I'm just like most average guys in America, chasing ribbons and trophies across the uh, United States. Uh, I live uh, in Minneapolis with my family. I've got a daughter that's eight years old, a uh, loving partner named Melissa. Uh, we've been together for quite some time now. Um, I work in IT for during the day job. Um, I do a lot of barbecuing and, and cooking of foods in my backyards and chasing trophies and ribbons all over in the summertime. Um, and when I'm not doing that, usually uh, usually it's frozen and, and nicer in the wintertime, but uh, we are having a hell of a dry and well not dry it's raining a bunch but we're having a hell of a warm winter so there's no mm -hmm. ice so there's no ice fishing for me this winter so um yeah not much going on man guess i'm gonna try to get ready for houston here when did you and, get uh, into competition barbecue i got into competition barbecue in 2016 so i uh, started uh with the uh, minnesota barbecue society cooking the backyard events um we did that for a couple years ended up taking home minnesota team of the year for backyard Shortly after we started, I think the second year out, we did that, um, which was pretty cool. And then I thought, well, it's time to jump into the, the deep end of the pool and see how we fare with the big boys. So we've been cooking pro full time since 2017. Um, the first year was a little bit of a stumble, so we don't count that one. So uh, we say we've been really after it since uh, since about 2018, 2019. Curse you mixed COVID in there. Things get a little weird. So we've been at it for a little while here, man. Team name, Machete Boys Barbecue. How do you come up with Machete Boys? I can't take any of the credit for that. Um, we There's a bunch of friends that I've had that are longtime buddies of mine. Um, we started calling ourselves Machete Boys after some uh, an interesting evening in the woods with lots of uh, imbibing and uh, and extra extracurricular activities. Uh, and then I needed a name for my barbecue team, so uh, I started calling the team Machete Boys Barbecue. Um, but the Machete Boys is just a, a name that uh, a group, a close group of guys that we call ourselves just from an experience we had when we were much younger. How many guys on the team or folks, I guess, uh, the guys? Specifically. Yeah, there's, uh, so there's only two guys on the team, myself and Kevin. Uh, and then I'm also have Christine and Kristen. So there's four of us in total. None of those are the guys that, uh, were around when, uh, we started calling ourselves machete boys. Um, they're just people that I have uh, gotten to know over the years that have a passion for barbecue and are crazy enough to follow me around to about 20 of these different competitions all over the Midwest. What's it like walking the biggest stage in competition barbecue to take the crown as American Royal Open champion? You know, that, that, was, a, that was a dream come true. Um, the reason that I cook professional barbecue is because I want to walk those big stages. In fact, I just said that the other day on, my, on just uh, some reels that I had released out on social media. Um, it's because I want to walk those big stages and I want to be competitive and I want to, uh, I want to feel like I've, I'm accomplishing those big, huge milestones that are in the barbecue world. So that was, that was a dream come true, man. Um, it was the, uh, it was what I thought was the crowning achievement of our barbecue career thus far. And to get there, um, to get there this quickly was something, um, that was pretty special. Um, we put in a lot of work to get there and we absolutely thought we'd earned it. 
Um, but uh, it was it was an awesome night. It was great celebrating with all the people and the friends that I've made um, and doing barbecue these last few years. Um, and all of them were there. And it was uh, it was really a truly a special moment. Uh, it was just as special as winning our first grand championship the last year. So um, it was it was awesome. This isn't a question I ever thought I would be able to ask, but given the circumstances, would you keep what happened, walk the stage as GC, experience that, but then get dropped down days later? Or would you rather get elevated to grand champion, albeit a few days after the event, but miss getting out to take the walk and experience that once-in-a-lifetime moment stuff with the winning the Open? Um, it sucks either way, Greg, to be honest with you, there's no a good answer for you <laughs> there. Um, walking the stage and celebrating with your friends is a huge part of that. Um, and not getting into experience that like, that's why I was, uh, you know, I, I felt for Jordan and his family is because that's, that's, that's just as big as just carrying and lifting up that trophy and getting on that stage is, is celebrating that moment with all the people around you that have, uh, that have been cheering for you and have been in your corner, right? We're all competitors, but I think a lot of us are all friends too. Um, and we want to see each other do well and, and celebrating that moment is just as important as, uh, as getting on that stage. And, uh, I don't think. I would I, I would want it to happen where I earned it and I didn't lose it days later. Um, that's 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 how I would like to see it happen. And I hope that happens in the future moving forward. We've heard from Rod Gray a few different times on a few different shows. But from your end of it, what was it like taking the call from Rod alerting you to the fact that there had been a scoring error and that you were officially bumped down one spot to RGC? Well, at first, it's at first of it's it was anger, Greg, um, because I, I didn't I didn't understand at that particular second when Rod had made that call and told me how things were going down, how they could have made that big of an error, um, and I felt like the the organization had let me down. I feel like they have one product, one job, and that's to get the uh, to score the contest correctly, right? I think Rod said on this show the reason that the American Royal bought in KCBS is because they were having trouble scoring their contest prior to their engagement with it. Right. So if that is what they are tasked with, then, you know, if that's your product, then you need to make sure that you deliver your product 100 percent of the time. Um, you know, we all make mistakes and we all make errors. Right. But, uh, you know, as we've uh, heard since then, that there this is something that's probably been building and it's been happening um, and they've been putting Band-Aids on and haven't addressed since then or since for a while. Right. Like it, this, the American Royal wasn't the first time this year that we had to wait for scores or we heard that there were errors in scoring or or things of that nature, right? There were other larger events that uh, that's, you know we were at that we had to sit around and wait because they were having trouble with the merge thing, kind of like they did at the Royal, right? So um, people make mistakes, but uh, you know that that sucked. Um, but after I put that aside, Greg, um, you know, I, I kind of shifted into more of a mode. Well, and I started thinking to myself, well, maybe they don't have the resources or maybe they haven't uh, truly put in uh, the effort or research what it would take to improve the system that's in place. Right. So, you know, that that's my background is in tech. That's what I do for a day job. I'm a tech consultant. I help companies modernize applications um, and, you know, I'm not not in a position or do I have nor do I have the time or the will to want to run for a board. Um, but I, I did think that if the uh, if the KCBS needed it, uh, I would be willing to help them, you know, figure out where their problems are and find a solution. And to that end, I offered Rob Gray uh, my assistance if he so needed it or chose him or the board to uh, to evaluate solutions so that we could get past this ever happening again. 
Has he reached back out to you to take you up on that or, or get some input? <laughs> hell no. Hell, hell no. Pete, man. I hell no. Do I haven't heard. Do, I haven't heard from anybody from KCBS. Do you take that as more of we are actively working on something, trying to, to provide a solution, maybe they have one at hand, or do you take that as uh, thanks for saying that we know way better than you and we'll get to it whenever we want to get to it? Uh, I take it as a couple of ways. One, um, I think that they have probably complete trust in whatever consulting agency that they have doing their tech work, right? So they probably don't want an outsider's opinion or think they don't need an outsider's opinion, right? Um, and to be honest with you, I don't care if it's me, right? Um, I just think that there needs to be somebody in the room that's different than the person that's been in the room or people that have been in the room for the last few years that have allowed the system to get as outdated and as broken as it is. Um, so I, I don't think it's with malice. I just don't think that they are, uh, that they maybe just don't want to bring anybody else into that conversation. I, it's it's hard to ping or point or, or say what it is. I want to pull the curtain back here, but when we were sound checking, you had mentioned to me that you were kind of on your own little journey of putting a scoring system together in some form or fashion. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like there were some things that you were learning. So let me be a little bit more long-winded here. I think it's easy for folks to look at this in a vacuum and go, how the hell does it get like this? And then somebody like me would say, call that tech company or whoever the hell wrote this program and say, we just shit the bed at the biggest event, fix it like right now, and we're not going to pay for it. But maybe it's more complicated than that, and we should be aware. It is. Um, and that that's where I started my journey with it is, one, I wanted to see, okay, I know it's pretty simple from a tech standpoint to calculate the scores, right? You can calculate the scores, you can add the weighting, and you can output a score for a team relatively easy. After reading the, uh, the recap of the Royal and the events that happened, it was clear to me that the problem is there's a couple of problems. One, you're reliant on people entering the scores manually, which is dependent on judges correctly identifying scores, writing down numbers, and somebody has to read that, right? And then you're also reliant on, if you're at a larger contest, you have multiple scores happening, you're reliant on a system to merge contests together, right? So, um, and that, that brings into problems with data and data management and you know bandwidth of systems to be able to handle those problems, right? It, it was mentioned that they're transferring data from one machine to another using USB sticks, which gets into a whole data governance argument, right? So there's a billion processes, right? But we both know that if we were to give somebody a spreadsheet, you know, 75% of the time, they're going to read the instructions, they're going to gloss over it, they're going to think they understand it, they're going to put it together, and they're going to go out and they're going to do what they think they know how to do or how to do the best job that they can, right? Um, so I took a step back and knowing what I do know, I started trying to build a solution just on my own machine to see how complicated it actually is to do. And, you know, I found that one, it's very time consuming. Why? Like, because my skill sets aren't top to bottom to build a complete scoring system to build a front end to to build the data the data schema and to the data modeling and to handle all the data governments the back end of it i can i can i'm really versed with that and can handle that but it's going to take a lot of skill sets and a company that uh, are, are a group of people that understand all of the things that need to happen and how to plug those pieces together to build a viable solution and i think you know, it's very likely that KCBS could say to someone, here's our scoring system. We need something that works. Can you take this and build it into something that's viable and modern that can be repeatable um, and that we can say without a doubt that we're 99.9% .9 sure 
which is like an industry standard that the results that we're going to get are, are going to be accurate. Um, and I think that can be done. I don't think it's a solution that we can turn around overnight. Um, I think it would take a team of maybe 10 to 12 people working, you know, 40 hour work weeks for probably a month or so just before we have something that we could even take to a contest to see how the new system would perform and to identify any bugs. Um, in, in testing it and vetting it and making sure that it was a viable solution um, and then taking back the, the learnings from that and iterating on that and improving it, right? It's a process. So if, if we dropped everything and we really put some resources to it, I think we would probably could have a new scoring system that worked maybe by the end of 2024, but there, there, that would have to come with some significant investments and it would have to come with, uh, you know, the KCBS acknowledging that they need to make that investment to, for that to happen. Right. Um, but yeah. Two questions. Do you think yeah. that part of the holdup is going to be what you just mentioned? having to take it out and test it uh, and, they, and they don't want to do it. We have something that we know that we know and feel comfortable with. So even though we've gone through these issues, we've mentioned them out loud. Ultimately, we're going to do nothing because we don't want to take the pains of taking something new, inserting it, and then figuring out what the new, I don't want to say bugs, but uh, getting used to a new program we're going to be. Yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, that's going to be a pain point, but I think anytime you're looking to modernize something to make it better, you have to, you have to make sure that you're testing it and you have to make sure that it is production ready, as we say in the industry. So that way, when it's time to get to the big stage then, and it's the, and you know, all systems are live that you have confidence that it's going to work and that it's going to do its job. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it takes time to get there. Um, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, but you know, I think there is an opportunity for us to maybe modernize pieces of the application too as well. Maybe we modernize the backend so that data merger never no longer has to happen. Maybe we normalize the data a little bit more so that that drop down with having to have uh, six and sevens where it automatically dropped the six judge if there was like whatever it said in the, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was weird the way that it was structured, right? Maybe we make those improvements, we make small improvements to the existing program, and, but at the same time, we're working on modernizing the application and introducing new elements that are modern um, that can make the experience a little bit better, not only for, for the contenders and for competitors, but for George judges and reps and for, uh, for organizers, right? Like I think all the way down the line, you know, everyone deserves to have a seamless experience. And I think if KCBS could invest in a system that was built around the scoring of the system, but also managed, you know, setting up the organizations are setting up the contest and assigning the reps and assign, you could, you could really do a lot of cool stuff with all of the data and really make a really robust solution for, uh, for scoring contests, seating judges and, and all the like, everything that happens or, or goes around it. I'm only asking you to speak for yourself here. For every other contest that you compete in going forward, what's your trust of results percentage-wise? <laughs> For real. I don't trust anybody, Greg, so it's not... I, it's I mean, not in general, enough. you don't trust anybody? Or now, I, I, having I mean, been through what you've been through, you're, it's going to be hard to trust? I, it's it's hard to trust, Greg. It is. It's hard to trust. You're always going to be wondering, like, are those my results? Did something get mixed up? That's always going to be in the back of your mind. Um, and I, you know... I think 
as much as we compete and we want and we want to win, we want to make sure that we're also we we earn that right. It's like we want to make sure that the trophies we're going home with and the checks we're going home with, we are truly deserving of. Um, and it's hard to trust that if we don't know that they're making improvements to the system, or if twenty twenty four rolls around, I roll back out to a contest, and lo and behold, the same thing happens again. Then I mean, they're just continuing to destroy, destroy trust in the uh, in the uh, in the system, right? And in, in the community, um, you know, I. I hope that they are maybe that behind the scenes they're doing some of this work already, and we just don't know because they haven't been they haven't been evangelizing that right. So um, it's it's hard to say or hard to put a finger on, but I don't know. What's the plan for at least the first half of twenty twenty four and competitions for David Ellis and Machete Boys? Uh, a lot of cool stuff. So you know, luckily we were still invited to the Houston Livestock Rodeo Show. Um, so that's going to be a big one for us. Uh, that's another stage that we've been trying to get to, right? Which comes with earning the royal. Um, you know, I was grateful enough that Darren Worth uh, reached out to those guys on our behalf and uh, kind of said, you know, how cool it would be for them to invite us, and they they extended us an invitation. So we, we're going to take them up on that invitation and head out there. Um, we'll probably hit one contest in March. Uh, I'm going to take off to Thailand for my 40th birthday um, and enjoy some sun and fun in the sun, I guess, as a cool kids say. Um, and then we'll get back here and uh, we'll hit smoking in the spring in August and or April. Uh, maybe a few more contests and. In May, hopefully, we'll be firing on all cylinders and, and rocking and rolling when the Minnesota season gets started. I got David Qualls coming up next, who's a hopeful for KCBS Board of Directors. If you could ask him one question to get an answer on, what would it be? I think I would ask the same question of everyone is, well, what the hell are you guys going to do to improve the scoring system? What are you guys doing or, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that the product that you guys are selling everyone, which is the ability of KCBS to effectively score competitions and rank teams, what are you guys doing to improving it? And what are you guys doing to ensure that the mistakes that happened at the American Royal and the Atlantic Barbecue Classic and some of the anomalies we maybe saw at some other competitions earlier in the season don't happen again. Um, I haven't seen anyone directly address any of that in any of their uh, any of their bios that I've read as clicking through the bullshit. Um, I know that David Qualls has been on the board before. Uh, I know that he's a polarizing candidate, um, uh, which sometimes can be good to shake things up. Um, I think I think it's it's definitely going to take uh, someone who. Uh, isn't a typical American politician to get to work done, I guess I should say, right? So, you know, often people campaign on things and then they forget the things that they campaign on as soon as they get in there, right? So, um, so I'd like to see somebody who's going to be true to their word, um, somebody who's going to realize that, you know, we, KCBS not only has a financial issue, it seems like, um, where they need to make money, but they also need to improve and sustain the product that they're offering right now, which is uh, that scoring system. So um, that's what I would ask every single one of them, man. David Ellis is the pitmaster over at Machete Boys Barbecue Team, macheteboysbbq.com, the website. David, really appreciate the time this evening. Great to have you on for the first time, and let's do it again a bunch of times in 2024. Yeah, man, I loved it. And if, you are, if you're losing somebody and need somebody to fill in, uh, just shoot, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to come back. Appreciate it. David Ellis right there. Again, macheteboysbbq.com is website. He's got links to social and all that fun stuff as well. Definitely still fired up on it. No doubt about it. As he should be, by the way. That's a big one to win. And even second place is still not first place. I think we can all agree on that. David Qualls is in the green room ready to go. So obviously we'll be asking him what David Ellis just rifled out before we let him go this evening. 
What do we love about ceramic cookers? Well, I can tell you what I love. I love the fact that they made a kick-ass rib roast of prime-grade meat yesterday. Yes. Now, the one great thing about yesterday was we didn't have to worry about taking advantage of those magical ceramics. Why? Because it was 65 degrees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, indeed. But you do have the real ability to do true two-zone cooking in a Primo grill. Why? Because it's oval, and you can take advantage of that shape. You can get the divider, stick it right in the middle, pile coals to the left or the right. Now you have a completely open side with no coals underneath it at all. You can even double up on it if you want and put a deflector plate over the side with coals for like a double diverted indirect two-zone fire. You're really limited by your imagination. 60 different ways to cook on it and configure it. Only sold through dealers, so you have to go to a dealer and take a look. Primogrill.com to find a dealer near you. True two-zone cooking capabilities, multiple sizes of ovals, patented technology, and the best ceramics in the biz combined to give you the best ceramic cooker out there on the market today. Primo Grill. We're back with David Qualls right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Renfee. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank David Ellis for joining us last segment. MacheteBoysBBQ.com is website. This portion brought to you by Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, the Spark, the Beacon, everything from Fireboard for crying out loud. With the Fireboard 2, you can monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. You can connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or you can connect via Bluetooth. Fireboard.com is the website. If you have any questions, you call 816-945-2232 and ask away. My next guest is a longtime friend of this show. He's been a barbecue contest organizer. He is a feared barbecue competition cook when he hits the KCBS trail. He has been on the KCBS board of directors in the past. In fact, as I had mentioned in the open, we did a similar interview back in 2018, actually. And believe it or not, he looks to get back on the board in 2024. Voting has started for that here to talk about why he would want to do such nonsense and also talk about platforms that he is running on the Pitmaster, the American Dream barbecue team. We welcome back our pal, David Qualls. David, before we get to I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you joining me. Before we get to David's question that he left with, We have a YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody. Who's quitting my show in 2024? Sam the Cooking Guy, Robert Moss, Derek Riches, or Jess Pryles? Who's your best guess? Well, it'd be the dumbest one of the crew because they don't get any ratings unless they're on your show. Uh, Probably Riches. Riches, right? So Derek Riches and Jess Pryles are just at a breakneck tie, both at 38%. Robert Moss is 12%. Actually, Robert Moss and Sam the Cooking Guy are both at 12% as well. So 
We'll see how those continue on here through the rest of the evening. Just had David Ellis on. Obviously, everybody knows what happened to him over the American Royal Open. And I asked what he would like to ask you if he had opportunity. And he said, no doubt about it. I want to ask about the scoring system and what's going to be done. So you heard the question. You were in the green room. What's the answer to that? Well, let me preface this first by saying all the stuff that we wrote as candidates that got distributed in in the bullshit this last month was all asked and answered before the American Royal. Uh, we had to, wow. uh, we you know, to a point, I mean, that, that it was there. I think we had to turn it in like a week or so after, if I remember. And I think I may have alluded real short to just the series of events, but I don't even think it was all solved at that point. But um, it's got to get fixed. I mean, KCBS is a scoring sanctioning body. It, it, it prides itself. Its main mission is, is to put on barbecue contests. Yes, it has a mission statement of promoting barbecue. And the way they do that is holding these contests. And their keystone product is the scoring system and the judging system and how all that works together. And, and it's been taken for granted that it works fine. And, and you just put confidence in the people that are out there on the street operating the contest like the reps and stuff and you just let it go but what they forgot and i was the chairman of the tech committee my first year on kcbs was that while this is a piece of software kcbs has had 50 different people from the guy who created it writing changes to the software some of those that I even stand that the notes inside the code and you code writers understand that was all like written in Hindi and some of it may have been in Korean and nobody could figure out what this guy worked on on this module and that module until the guys at Park Road got into it. And then Dave McAllister, who was on the board and is a, a very tech savvy person, got deep into it and got it all straightened out. But it all hinged on. Well, this computer has Windows 7, and this computer has Windows 10, and this computer has Windows 11, and all of these different operating systems inside that would make little click changes to the software as well. And they had to be able to get everybody using the same software, the same firmware, because KCBS doesn't supply laptops for every rep. Uh with 50 or 60 reps that they have right now, that's that's a lot of money out there. And even when you do, you know how it is when a company gives you a computer and you do something different than you're not supposed to and you just added solitaire on it or put Facebook on it or something, it changes something. So what I'm saying is, is they never put any money into bringing that 1990 piece of software up to 2023 or 2000 piece. You know, it's, it's very antiquated. And... On the board, it's easy to get lost into the minutia of not saying, okay, we're going to earmark $10,000 this year out of our revenue towards a software upgrade. We're going to earmark this because everybody finds a reason to spend money. When you got 12 guys on the board, you got 12 pork <laughs> barrels that everybody wants to take care of. Trust me. And the best thing I could do of what, of what uh, uh, Dave said is – as a board members, take the bureaucracy out of KCBS. Um, 
when I got on the board and before I got on the board and while I was on the board, the best way to not get something done you didn't want done is do the old divide and conquer. Bring something up to a board, talk about it in a board meeting and have somebody say, well, I, I, I'd rather defer on voting on that until we go back to this committee and ask them again. Well, we're going to make this group mad. We're going to make that group mad. And yes, I'm polarizing. Yes, I've been called a lightning bolt, but I've never not been for the members and for what's financially and physically smart for this organization. And right now, we're looking at a lot of things. And I say we, I'm saying KCBS members, and I'm saying we as a looking at KCBS as a former board of directors, which has been helpful because I've been on the outside. I've been on the inside, back on the outside going, wait a minute, that's not how it's supposed to work. Now, that's one reason why I'm wanting to be back on the board again, because I think there's some guidance that's being missed. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting way off the software thing. We're going to have to reinvest in the software. We're going to have to fix the technology. We're going to have to fix it fast. But until then, we're going to have to get everybody on the same page as procedures. As crazy it may seem, as I'm a licensed private pilot, and we don't take a plane, we don't start a plane, taxi it, take it off, approach back to the field and land it without a checklist in your hand going through the checklist. And as rudimentary as a single meat rib contest ought to be is when you fire up that score program, you should follow a checklist. And there should be a detailed checklist written when you have to do these large contests and merge because in the heat of the moment, it didn't matter if you've got 20 reps with a collective 50 years of tenure in there, they're going to forget something. And then it starts steamrolling. Well, I forgot that. Well, I didn't remember I forgot it, so I'm trying to chase a new bug. And it just it starts happening. Uh, there was no seniority in, in KCBS's office this year at the Royal. Uh, so I know Karen Murphy would have been on hand, who's been there multi-years with the scoring and knows how to fix things. The Grinstead boys had not been there for a while. Uh, people that would just could catch a couple of problems. I'm not saying and not even implying that the reps there weren't competent. It's just once you get in the heat of the moment and the water starts boiling over, what do you do? Do you cover the pot, turn the fire off, pull the pot off? You know, just too many things to go. And we didn't have a checklist and we probably could have fixed that there. That does only put a Band-Aid on the problem. But what I do know, and I can say this with a lot of certainty, 230 some contests, plus being on the board from the backside of technology and all, is that program will work. The old cow will milk. You just can't. You've got to deal with it. You know, you've got to, you've got to work it the right way to get what you need out of it. And uh, until we can get revenue, till we can get a new program identified, till we can get things shored up, then uh, – we're going to have to work with what we got. And I know Dave McAllister is working on the software right now that he told me that there's some changes being made to it right now to stop being able to miss one of those functions. It'll stop right there in the tracks and throw up a message. Wait a minute. You didn't change this, this table or whatever, <laughs> whatever that minutia is. So they are, they are working proactively, but I can tell you, uh, uh, from uh, your last guest, ain't nobody going to call and ask for help because mm -hmm. the biggest problem with organizations like that is they look at ask for help as a sign of weakness, and that's actually not. I mean, I've told my managers 
for 30 years in the business, my lower managers, you know, for you to ask for more help in your department is not a sign that you're not doing your job. It's a sign that you see the growth and we need to go forward. And that's what we need to do on the software issue. And we've, we've got a lot more to talk about than that, but I hope I've covered that. Bottom line, take the bureaucracy out of KCBS and you'll get more done. Everything needs money. You have any idea what kind of financial fitness KCBS would have in calendar year 2024 if you get voted in and start your new uh, term as KCBS board of director? Well, it's kind of like reading a stock prospectus. I don't want this to be forward looking, but uh, having been on the board and not seeing any financials right now and not seeing any sponsors tied to anything, knowing that if you don't have big sponsorship money coming in, um, and contests are falling off, then you've got revenue dropping there. And when you have less contests, you have less judges re-upping their dues because there's a lot of, you know, judges that only judge three contests in their local area a year, and they only pay their dues to be able to be under the tent. And so it's like, oh, there's no contest here this month. I'll save my $45 this year. Mm. So that's got to be affecting the revenue. I reached out, and I'm just going to say this on the record, got the screenshot of the text to back it up. I reached out to the treasurer of KCBS before I was announced as a candidate, as a member, and, 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 and the person called me back. And we played phone tag for about two hours that night. And we finally reached back. And I said, hey, I'm, we're just wanting to know if financials are published anywhere. And uh, he told me that they had had an issue with changing accountants and that they just got their tax return done, which is a year late by the time you ever see it. And that they were going to be talking about financials, but he didn't know if they were going to publish them or not. And uh, part of that playing phone tag was us texted each other. Mm. So I said, okay, I said, I'm probably, you know, I've put my name in the hat to be a candidate and I'm probably, uh, uh, hopefully going to be accepted, uh, through their vetting process that they have. And, uh, you know, if I can do anything, let me know. Good luck. 30 seconds later, a text comes on my phone that says, you were right. He was just campaigning. Not meant now, for this you. Is from, this is from the <laughs> treasurer. To, and of course, you know, oh, me, oh, Dave fires back and says, maybe you ought to send that to who you were supposed to send it to. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, you know, everybody's worried because somebody's asking a question. And and that's the problem with KCBS right now. Hell, you can't even you don't even know what they're doing in meetings. You're getting PTA minutes. They've shut off all access to a board meeting, live or recorded or anything else. And I don't think it's because the board members themselves have bad intentions. Somebody's giving them some bad advice. And, and some some terrible advice as far as transparency to the board. And, and, and I said in my notes, transparency is an easy word to say, but a tough thing to administer sometimes, especially when you got 14 or 15,000 members. If you count the ones that are just subscribers to the website as a member or the actual guys that are paying the bills. And uh, obviously, everybody's paying the bills. Uh, if we had that many writing that check every uh year for dues, we wouldn't be as bad, I don't think, as we are. But anyway, that's that's another subject. Um, 
I don't know where we're at financially. I'm going to I'm going to go in assuming the only revenue KCBS has is a couple of sponsorships that were set up and developed before Emily Detweiler left and then dues money because you don't make money on contests unless you hit I don't know 40 50 teams. Mm something like that, because by the time you pay the reps, their fees and stuff, you've got to have eight or 10 people enter for the team fees just to cover what you got to pay for reps. So there's really not a big profit off of reps other than hey, if you have a contest, you've got judges that are paying dues. You've got members that are paying dues for the team of the year, but then you've got people that just don't pay dues during the contest because they could care less about team of the year. Then Somehow KCBS got into this issue of uh, discounting lifetime memberships in the previous years. And I believe they were expensing 100% of that money every year that it came in when you should carry it over a lifetime. And I don't know if they're amortizing that over three or four years or five years or not, but it was my understanding they were expensing 100% in the year they got. So those people that entered got all those lifetime memberships two years ago, that money went in the pot two years ago, and now it's not there, but they're still members. So you got to do something to churn, and I'm not seeing sponsor names on anything, even our banquet that's that's coming up or the team of the year race or the national championship. So that means that's big money that has left KCBS. And, yes, KCBS has had a history of uh, expensing for uh, in-house operations a good sum of the money that comes in and, and letting the, quote, trickle down get to the teams and the judges. But we've got to put more interest inside the tent and out in the field to shore this organization back up. But then we've got to not only build confidence in our members, in our competitors, that their scores are right, rebuild that confidence to the judges that what we're writing down is actually being correct. But then we've got to instill confidence back into our potential clients from the sponsorship base that the dollar they invest in KCBS is a dollar well spent on on barbecue and on its marketing efforts because basically all we are is a big ad agency mm. i mean we're, we're a closed demographic ad agency and we've got to run it like that and i haven't seen anything like that in the last year and a half or two so we need money we're not sure where the financials are there's contests dropping off as you say we don't know about judging that's a revenue stream what's the most important thing that needs to be taken care of first because it appears there's a host of items. Well, the most important thing is, is we've got to understand where we are as an organization financially. You know, do we have operation money? What are we spending it on? I mean, you can't get an office any smaller than the office we have now. I think they got five or six people. Uh, I don't know how you could say, okay, we're going to go in and have a big layoff like big companies do. We've got to know where we're at money-wise. we got to know where we're at member-wise. I had a member call me today and said that he'd logged in to try and vote, said he wasn't an active member, but his next redual date was like September of 2024. And so he gets a hold of the office. The office sends him back and says his dues expired in September 23. He said, I went through all of my spam. And I have KCBS.us as, as whitelisted or however you call that where it doesn't go away. He says, I never got a dues notice this year. <laughs> so are they even sending out dues notices? Do we know if that's happening? You know, are we chasing our members? I haven't seen any member retention program. And I know we did that strong 
when I was on the board last time because people were dropping off because of COVID. We had no business. So we've got to firm it up financially, go back and recover our membership, start a recruitment plan. And I think I was involved in the first recruitment plans that we had in 2020 and uh, get our members back and then create something uh, uh, that goes out and creates outside money to get people to reinvest in barbecue again and reinvest in KCBS again, because we are worldwide. Anything else you want to mention tonight as far as platforms or things that are most important to you, where if you're elected, you're going to work on it? Sure. Two or three things are really important to me. And like I say, a lot of this happened before the the scoring debacle, which kind of shed light on, well, why did it go to hell? Well, we didn't put any money into it. Well, why didn't you put money into it? Well, we don't have any money now. That's my supposition because nobody will say anything. But I, my first and foremost is, is where are we at financially? Where are we at structurally? Uh, we've got to shore up our contest somehow. We've got to do things to take care of our members, to get them reinvigorated. And we've got to open the curtains back on the business of KCBS. You know, when I was on, we were criticized a lot for spending a lot of time in closed session. And and we were required to have to talk about some things in closed session during those periods of time. And now they'll go into closed session to talk about the election process. The very thing that should be tantamount out in the open. They don't record meetings. They don't produce them live on Zoom. We have no idea what's going on. We get what I call PTA note minutes that just basically gives you a 30,000 foot level. Yeah, the board had a meeting tonight. Well, did you or did you not? We don't know whether you had a meeting. Uh, yes, an agenda comes out you know, a day before, but then they don't have it. Then they've had even had special meetings that they don't call attention to, to the members. And it's kind of vague in the bylaws about that. But uh, when I was on, we always, if we had a special meeting, we put a notice on the website that we were having a special meeting and what was going on. Uh, Obviously I used to be a mayor of uh, Tecumseh, Oklahoma, and I was a school board member and a member of uh, rural water district that we all fell under the Oklahoma open meetings act. So it's very easy to follow those things and and get that out and, and because I'm not going to jail because I didn't want to have a public meeting. Uh, and you can literally do that in Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, but uh, that and then the bylaws need to be fixed and the bylaws need to be fixed right. I understand there were 11 people that were dues paid members, met the qualifications for the time of being a members and were nominated. And somehow there was an interpretation made among the nominating committee that out of that 11, five of them weren't worthy of members to decide whether they could be board members or not. (laughs) And the bylaws don't call for that. It's not very, it's not that vague. It says they shall create a slate of candidates. And that basically says, here's the nomination process. Here's what you qualified to be a candidate. Now, all those people that qualified through that create the slate, not take the guys that are qualified and then go look at them and say, well, we don't like that you wear Wrangler jeans instead of Levi's and we've got a marketing <laughs> deal coming with Levi's. So we're not going to put you on the ballot. So uh, that's uh, that's that's got to be clarified. There are things in the last bylaw election that they, they just clumped 30 things in one said, take it or leave it. Well, everybody left it. So we've got to work on the bylaws at the same time. Uh, 
Create them just like state questions. You know, if you're going to change 20 things in the bylaws, have 20 questions in that election and say, will this pass or don't pass? The ones that do, do. The ones that don't, you'd go back to the drawing board and say, okay, how do we fix this problem? Yes, the bylaws are out of date. They were written for a, uh, a uh, smaller organization this back in the 80s. 30 some odd years ago, almost 40 now. So those need updated because we really, as a board, can't function correctly to serve the members unless the bylaws hold our feet to the fire, if you will. And uh, it's it's got to have some edicts in there. And there's got to be some edicts, you know, that, that deal with how the board handle things more clear in the bylaws. So bylaws, finances, getting uh, contests going again, getting programs going to ensure sponsors and do something to take the bad chatter out of barbecue. We all need to root for each other again. And I'll just go on and first to say this. I am a thorough believer that a nationwide barbecue contest tour again is one of the very stalwart things that can put KCBS back on the track because it is a product that we have to market it's a product that utilizes our judges. It utilizes our teams. It gives our sponsors a reason to put real money into it because it's nationwide. And it increases contest activity along those markets that the tour was held in, which helps our organizers that build up our product again. That's me, but now that can get lost in committee in, in, in two months if another if the rest of the committee, the board doesn't want to follow the vision or the CEO doesn't want to follow the vision, then uh, none of this is going to work. And we're just going to sit here and, and spin our way out till all the water's out of the drain. David Qualls is looking for your vote. If you are able to vote Please. for a KCBS board candidate, he is your guy. And uh, voting's through January 9th. Is that right? Ninth or something like that. You're right. I believe that's right. I, I honestly hadn't even looked at it, which is I don't understand why it started the day after Christmas anyway, other than to just get it lost in the wash of Christmas as well. But uh, why not? So I, uh, voting yeah. is open and uh, do it before the ninth. How about that? And that way we make sure we get it in. Uh, vote for who you think will represent you best. David thinks he will do a very Absolutely. good job. And if you have any questions, certainly you can get a hold of him through Facebook and all that other fun stuff. Dave, appreciate you coming on tonight and sharing the platform, talking about all the topics, and uh, we wish you good luck. We'll see how it turns out. Greg, thank you for having me on tonight. Absolutely. David Qualls right there. Longtime friend of the show. It was actually uh, somebody that gave me my first MC job back in the day when he was organizing the Buffalo Run barbecue competition, I think it was. That was a great comp. No longer a comp, actually. All right, we are a little over, but if you're a KCBS voter, we're looking for some information, you are on the fence with David Qualls. Maybe that puts you over the fence one way or the other. That's what we're looking to do here. So we will get caught up on the clock, a little abbreviated second hour top, and then we're in with the embedded correspondence. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content. 
in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. We thank David Qualls for joining us the last segment. Once again, you can find him through Facebook. If you have any questions you want to ask him directly. I think that catches us up. So we will point to the second hour, refresh your libation. And we will move to the second hour now. So stick around. We'll be right back again. 